0: Yo 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 what is going on y'all welcome back to another episode of the Ernie Good Day podcast where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger, more resilient and far more capable of things than they believe in or are even told are possible I'm your host, Zach Kanadi, okay? I'm doing a grad school here at uh, University of Indianapolis. I'm a dietetic intern. And this is actually one of the, one of the things I'll be talking about today is one of the presentations I will be giving to the athletic teams that I work with and uh, to help them out. So I figure what better way if I'm helping them out, I should help y'all out. And cause I'm sure you guys would benefit from the same information. Now what are we talking about? Uh, is basics in nutrition and a couple techniques to go along with that. Now, y'all know it's coming up, but before I dive into that, uh, if anything out of this uh, podcast today, this episode, this little presentation I'm giving y'all is useful, which I'd be hard-pressed to believe that none of it is, uh, use it in your everyday life, okay? I think this is very useful information. It's going to help you guys get better. It's going to help you improve in your life. And it's a pretty simplified version of a really complex field that there's a ton of misinformation around, okay? Uh, Obviously, this is the basics. We're not going to get into really any nitty-gritty stuff uh, as best I can. But it is something that I think everybody can benefit from. So, with that being said, let's dive into this. Now, before we get too far deep into the actual food I do got to give you guys a little bit of some health basics, specifically on sleep and hydration. All right. But then we're going to be talking about macros versus micronutrients. Uh, We're going to give you guys a way to break down your plate and a way to go ahead and figure out your proper portions for yourself included. That's super easy. Uh, And you guys know this. I'm a really big guy on understanding the why to everything. So... I wanna give you guys the function of all the macros as well as uh, the function of the micronutrients and just tell you how important those micronutrients are. And I'm assuming all of you guys are active and exercise, so I'm gonna give you guys some uh, the guidelines for pre and post training nutrition as well as nutrition during your training session if it's going for a long time. As well as a couple uh, stamps and brands or names to be looking out for if you happen to be buying supplements, uh, which hopefully hopefully you're only doing after you've gotten your nutrition and your training schedule dialed in because they're not gonna be super valuable until then. So the ba- health basics, all right, sleep. The biggest thing with sleep, more than anything really, uh, even if you read Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep, is that you need to get a consistent amount of sleep at consistent times throughout the 24-hour period of each day all right so in english that means you should go to bed and wake up as close to the same time every single day as you can i say like try and get it within a half hour every day okay but if we really need like the maximum you should push it should be within two hours okay so if you normally go to bed at like 10 o'clock try to hardly ever if ever go to bed after midnight, you know, if you can get it between 9 30 and 10 30 every single day, that is ideal. And if you can wake up at the same time, let's say it's six o'clock between five thirty and 6 30 every day, try not to sleep in past eight o'clock or wake up before 4 a.m. Um, the reason being is just gonna disrupt everything, all right. And a key to kind of help you wake up because I know doing that can be hard, it's hard for me some days. But it's get sunlight as early as you can. If you're waking up before the sunlight, uh, before the sunrise, or you're in a spot where sunrise happens incredibly late, especially if you're far up north during winter or far down south uh, during the north winter, or the south summer, or the south winter. Uh, getting light early in the day can be hard. Okay, here I'm having a transition. Sunrise isn't until almost seven o'clock here, and back home in you know the minneapolis uh it's like six or 6 30 so it's just really weird because i'll get up at six and finish a workout and the sun is it's just now light out so for me that's super strange um but so if you can't get sunlight turn on all the bright lights in your room as early as you can because that's going to wake you up it's actually going to give you a good boost of cortisol uh early in the day and then that's if you have that early in the day, you're going to get much lower levels typically throughout the day. Now, when we are sleeping, we want to have a dark and cool, not cold, but cool room. Uh, this just helps us get the best sleep quality. Um, most people cool off at night, so that's what the cool room is. And dark, the later into the day we get, the more sensitive we are to bright lights and the more it can disrupt our sleep. Speaking of that, having zero bright lights specifically screens between midnight and 4 a.m <clears throat> ideally that would be more like 11 p.m and 5 a.m uh, but i think a hard press bare minimum is midnight to 4 a.m so if you get up and go to the bathroom learn to piss in the dark you will it's better also i think just like good hygiene with this guys to make this more succinct and able to stick with have a nighttime and a morning routine Okay, don't keep it, or keep it simple, don't make it complicated, because it's something you wanna stick to, if not every single day of the week, uh, if you can, all right? The next big thing is hydration, all right? So if we're not sleeping well, we're not hydrated, whatever we eat is not going to be nearly as effective, okay? Because hydration is involved in every single reaction in your body. In fact, if we were to count out the number of molecules, 99% 99% of them would be water molecules. All right, it's ridiculous. So, the bare minimum half your body weight in pounds in ounces every single day, plus some electrolytes. All right, and then that is bare minimum. No, that's I don't care if you lay in bed all day. I weigh 160 pounds. That means my bare minimum is 80 ounces a day. That's just for proper function. And if you're going to exercise, the big thing. Is I uh, hopefully you can take pre and post exercise weights, especially if it's going to be a long duration exercise or if you're going to be outside uh, at all. The reason being is because for every pound of body weight you lose, you need to be rehydrating with 16 to 24 ounces of water. That's two. That's three to four. Two to three cups of water, and it needs to be within two hours. So guys, I think the most I've ever lost on a run is six pounds. That means I need to be having you know, about 90 to another 130 ounces of water every single day, right? Or just that day within two hours just to rehydrate, all right? Now, quick tip on how to hydrate before you exercise. About an hour or so before, we want to have 16 to 24 ounces and about 10 to 30 minutes before so, we want to have 18, 8 to 16 ounces of water. That's just going to help us kind of cap off our hydration levels because once we're in our exercise session, uh, we can't really rehydrate anything. We're just trying to minimize the amount of dehydration we get. Now, if you're not a big sweater, I don't care. This still applies to you. If you're a big sweater, this doubly and triply applies to you, alright? Now, I did make sh- uh, mention electrolytes. Uh, basically, the main, we need those, super critical. Uh, those are like sodium potassium magnesium uh, calcium and uh, chloride these are all super important things basically it's salt and salt derivatives we need this is uh, the main thing is to pull the water into our cells and two so our nerves function if you don't have enough electrolytes you're really likely to cramp also if you don't have enough electrolytes and you start drinking a lot more water you're going to pee a whole lot uh, more than you normally would now speaking of pee it is probably the easiest way to tell how hydrated you are. So, our Goldilocks zone is going to be clear or very pale yellow. If you're in that, stay golden, pony boy. You're doing great. I love what you're doing. Don't change a thing. Now, if you're brown, or you're really dark yellow, you're done fucked up, son. All right. Uh, this means we're having kidney damage. Like, you are so dehydrated that there is more solvents, uh, solvents in your urine than there is solute, All right? So, there's more, you're getting more like dissolved particles than what there should be. And that's actually why we have colored urine. This is not good. Uh, if you're brown, or even if you're dark, I mean, like dark yellow, you guys will know what I mean uh, if it ever happens to you. You need to go to the er immediately tell them your symptoms because you're pretty close to kidney failure and if you have kidney failure uh like acute kidney failure you can die like really fast so drink your water guys uh pr- please for the love of god just do it now uh quick discussion of macro versus micronutrients what's the difference one gives you calories one doesn't all right macronutrients gives you calories These are our proteins, fats, and carbs. Uh, I like to think of these as the gasoline in our engine. Okay, so if we're not, if we don't have any gasoline in our engine, our car is not going to start. Now on the flip side, our micronutrients. What are these? These are fat-soluble and water-soluble vitamins, as well as our minerals. I like to think of these as the keys to start the engine, or uh, actually all the other fluids in the car. So the brake fluid, the oil the transmission fluid the power steering fluid the window wash the coolant all these other things uh these are our our micronutrients they don't necessarily provide us energy but they allow the car to run okay now i do want to mention you guys just just to iterate or emphasize how important micronutrients are Uh, when i was in undergrad one of my nutrition professors told us of a story uh, actually it was a research study that there is a morbidly obese man i believe he was about 500 pounds and he was in a clinical research setting but they did not feed him a single calorie of food for over a year and he survived now how the hell did that happen it's very simple they kept his metabolism going because they gave him all of his micro nutrients <coughs> fruits <coughs> vegetables uh, that he needed to live now They didn't give them to them in actual fruits and vegetables. They gave them supplements, so there's no calories. But you get the point. Fruits and vegetables is where we get our vitamins and minerals. As much as you guys may not like them, they are super, 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 super important. Okay, Eat them. It can be what keeps you alive. Now, before we dive into too much more, I do want to give you guys some really functional piece of advice, and that's how to split your plate up and how to decide your portions on that plate, all right? So a plate is super, super simple. We're just going to split it into thirds and cook everything into healthy fats, okay? Now, what are those thirds? Well, one is going to be proteins, okay? This can be animal or plant-based proteins. I do not care. One is going to be starchy carbohydrates, so think potatoes, pasta, breads, grains, things like that. And one is going to be what are called fibrous carbohydrates. This is our fruits and vegetables, Okay, yes, I did say one whole third of your plate. And then anything that gets cooked, uh, we want to cook it in healthy fats. If not, uh, we want to put some healthy fats on there or have some nuts or some nut butter spread, something like that. Okay, now the palm or the hand method, as I like to call it, I was taught this way back in the day in high school by uh, my high school strength coach, Miss Gust, and it served me greatly. And this one i'm how i'm going to describe it i'm going to assume you're you are an active person okay with a higher amount of muscle mass okay if you're not an active person i'd say cut everything in half uh, or just reduce it to what works for your goals but how this works all you need is your hands okay and this is we're going to do this for every single meal of the day not snacks but whole meals okay so for every single meal we're going to take two palms worth so chop imagine you cut off your fingers two palms worth of protein okay every single meal we're going to take two handfuls worth of starchy carbohydrates so potatoes pasta grains breads all that fun delicious stuff and two handfuls worth of fibrous veggie fibrous carbohydrates so your fruits and vegetables okay and then the amount of two thumbs worth of healthy fats so nuts tree nuts, peanuts, brio butter, olive oil, coconut oil, avocados, avocado oil, right? All these certain things. Ghee are all great. Now, why do we actually need our macronutrients and our micronutrients? Like what's the function of them? So proteins are the one everybody hears about the most. Uh, the main thing that fun- proteins are functional for is structure in our body, Okay. So whether that be our muscles, whether that be our ligaments, our tendons, our skin, right? So everybody who loves hair, skin, and nails, uh, what keeps that great is keratin and collagen. What keeps our joints nice is collagen, right? We have our cart—excuse me—our cartilage has tons of collagen in it. Same with our bones. What actually keeps your teeth in place, right? Like What keeps your gums glued to your teeth is a protein called dentin, all right? Proteins are also critical for recovery. That is because protein gives us the building blocks, what are called amino acids, to rebuild all the damage that we did from training or from life. Right. Also, if you want, uh, if you're athletic or you train, likely you're training for muscles. Even if you're not training to have big muscles, your heart is a muscle. If you like cardio, and that is made up of protein. Muscle is made up of protein. So our muscles okay we need to eat protein to sustain muscle muscles are expensive uh, metabolically so if we don't eat enough and we don't eat enough protein our body will get rid of them also there's lots of hormones that are made out of proteins or chunks of proteins called peptides a very critical one is insulin Um, it controls our blood sugar which leads us into our next next macromolecule carbohydrates all right I like to think of carbohydrates as giving us muscle car energy because they burn fast and they burn hot, right? Muscle cars usually don't get great gas mileage or fuel economy, but you can go really you can go really fast and they're really powerful. That's why I like to think of carbs as. Where do we store carbs and glycogen? As either in our liver or our muscles. Now our liver is there just to keep us alive. Our muscles are really stingy and only those mu- that muscle where the glycogen is can use that muscle glycogen, okay? Carbohydrates are also key for regulating our blood sugar. Now, they can spike and crash our blood sugar depending on the glycemic index of that carb, uh, but if we don't eat enough carbs, our body has a very hard time to regulate our blood sugar. Also, cell volume. So having carbohydrates, uh, wherever carbs go, water follows, So if you eat a lot of carbs, you're going to get a lot more water, uh, specifically in your muscles because there's water following those carbs, okay? Also, now moving on to fats, also called lipids is a technical term. I think the biggest thing for you guys to understand is fats are critical for hormone health. Tons and tons and tons of hormones are lipid or fat based, specifically cholesterol based. Two of the main ones is testosterone and estrogen, okay? So the hormones that seemingly make us male and female or, right? So if we do not have enough fats in our diet or we do not even have enough body fat, our hormone goes haywire. It goes all out of whack, okay? Also, another important thing is this allows for proper cell communication and neural insulation or what's called myelination. Um we, our neurons are lined with uh, what are called myelin cells, or myelin. It's called myelination, and so the thicker that is, the faster that neuron can fire, and the more efficient it is. Those cells are, highly ma- are made up of a high amount of fat. <clears throat> also, uh, f- lipids and fats... Are really good for low intensity but long duration instances okay so like a long walk or a long easy jog so I like to think of them as Prius energy okay we're not gonna go be very powerful we're not going to be um, very fast but we can go for a very long time all right so that's a good thing about fats now the last thing we're gonna talk about are micronutrients <clears throat> that's better uh what is the point of micronutrients okay essentially they let you use all the macronutrients so we talked about that with a gentleman who didn't eat for over a year uh, fuel usage is the big one alertness is huge okay and that's because micronutrients have a huge impetus on neural function so if we don't have enough so- sodium potassium we're gonna cramp our neurons literally can't function and they can't fire because we don't have sodium and potassium Also, we're not gonna be able to use the enzymes to digest all this food, or we're not gonna have enough uh, enzymes active or active enough to recover from any exercise or any damage that we're doing. If you're sick, you need to have uh, micronutrients so you can repair and actually defeat the sickness, whatever that pathogen is, okay? Now, what are some sources of each for proteins? We got beef, poultry, pork, seafood, lentils, soy, Legumes, quinoa, nuts, beans, and cottage cheese. Also, for carbohydrates, we got rice, pastas, breads, legumes, beans, fruits, and vegetables. Last but not least, we have fats up next. Great source of that are avocados, peanuts, olive oil, coconut oil, butter, ghee, tree nuts, cheese, whole fat, dairy. Okay, These are some sources. You can look them up online. Super simple. Now, let's talk about training, pre and post and during nutrition. So for the pre and post, it is typically based off of body weight, specifically in kilograms. So you can take however much you weigh in pounds and divide that by 2.2 to get your weight in kilograms. So pounds divided by 2.2 equals kilograms. So I'm 160 pounds, divide that by 2.2, the, you get roughly 73 kilograms. Now, our pre-exercise nutrition, what are we going to do? Well, one to four hours before our workout or our competition, we're going to have one to four grams of low fiber carbohydrate per kilogram of body weight. So for me being 160 pounds, one to four hours, I would need between 73 and 292 grams of carbohydrates prior to competition, okay? Now... That is not saying that is somewhere in there. Okay, you do not have to go either on the low end or on the high end. Um, Whatever you tolerate and whatever you feel and whatever you perform best at is what you should do. Okay, now let's say you're exercising, you're working out, or you're competing for longer than 90 minutes. Okay, so longer than an hour and a half. We probably want to refuel midway during that exercise session. How much we do? This one is not based off of body weight. This is a split, um, just a set range. And it's 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour of exercise. So if you exercise for three hours, you need to have 30 to 60 grams every single hour. But as it's tolerated, okay? So if you're working out, let's say you're doing an intense run and you try and have one of those energy gels sometimes those things just don't sit well with you and they actually cause more issues than good so if you can't have 60 grams of it try 30. if you can't have 30 try 15. but if you're exercising for a long time it is very beneficial for you to have some carbohydrates in between especially if it is intense exercise okay now let's talk post-exercise nutrition This, the main role for this is two parts. One, to kickstart recovery, and two, to restore your muscle glycogen. All right, so how do we do that? To restore muscle glycogen, the best uh, ratio of protein to carbs to have is one gram of protein for every four grams of carbohydrates. Okay, that is what research has shown. That ratio, so if you're going to have 100 grams of protein, you need to have 400 grams of carbohydrates. All right? Uh, And that is within about six hours uh, just to get it best. Otherwise, the total amount of carbohydrates you want to have to kind of base how much protein you want on is 1 to 1.5 grams carbohydrates per kilogram body weight every two hours for six hours following your exercise. So essentially, if you're me and you need, you're going to have 73 grams of carbs You're going to do that three hour for three times so every two hours for three iterations i'm going to have 73 grams of carbohydrates okay now let's say you got your training and your nutrition dialed in you're killing it there but you still want that little bit of the edge or you're still not quite hitting all your micronutrients all right what else are you going to do most people look to supplements and they're not a bad choice but you need to be dialed in with your nutrition and your training first before you go all in on the supplements. For a couple reasons: one, they're expensive. Okay. Two, they don't do as much if your training and your baseline nutrition aren't already dialed in. And three, it's sh- they're just not going to be as beneficial to you if you're not doing those other two things correct. All right. So what, let's say you got everything else, your sleep, your hydration, your training, and nutrition is all pretty much dialed in. <clears throat> what should you look for when buying supplements, right? Well, some things to note is there is no federal, there's no regulation for the supplement industry. So somebody could give you a pill saying it's uh, calcium or protein or you know vitamin C and they give you straight up lead or they give you straight up mercury or they give you straight up poison. Nobody is looking out for anything. But there are a couple third-party verification agencies that not don't necessarily look out, but they verify uh, different supplements. One called Informed Sport actually tests every single batch that is made that has that uh, badge on it. They also, Informed Sport is recognized by the NCAA as uh, testing for all of the banned peds in athletics in collegiate athletics so if you are an athlete or you compete in something you probably want to look for in informed sport okay Uh, because they test for all of those and they test every single batch informed choice is like kind of the the next level down from that but and they test for not only quantity but purity and they randomly test batches every single month Okay, in order to maintain the informed choice uh, badge and credential and stamp on the label. Now, another good one is USP. Okay, this uh, you see this a lot with uh, some other ones, some other supplements. Another one that is common specifically for, uh, and it does have a couple different variations, is the BSCG stamp. Uh, there's some verified drug-free there's verified purity like they have a couple different iterations the nsf is another stamp you can look for as well as consumer labs Uh, so those are a couple stamps you can look for when buying supplements however you need to have your training sleep hydration and nutrition online before you really look into those okay now a quick summary of this sleep the biggest thing is be consistent with your bedtime and your wake-up time and get sunlight early in the day. If you wake up well before sunrise, turn on all the bright lights. Uh, just don't look at them. If it hurts, just try and get as much light into your eyes as you can. Hydration. Half your body weight in ounces every single day is the absolute bare minimum. I'm 160 pounds. That means I need 80 ounces of water. Okay. Also, for every pound you lose, for during exercise or activity. So if you're outside or working in the hot, let's say you're doing yard work, come in, you're all sweaty. For every pound of body weight you lost, you need to consume 16 to 24 ounces of fluids. Also, within all of this, you must have electrolytes. They're critical not only to your ability to not cramp, also your ability to maintain hydration, and they just help you so much, okay? You need them. It helps your neural functioning, right? How do we break down a plate? We're gonna split it into thirds. One third is gonna be protein, one third is gonna be healthy fats, one third is going to be not healthy fats, excuse me. One third is protein, one third is starchy carbs, one third is fibrous carbs, so fruits and vegetables. Anything that is cooked is cooked in healthy fats. Okay, apologize for that little mess up. The palm method, right? All we need is our hands. So for every single meal we're gonna take two palms worth of protein two handfuls worth of starchy carbs two handfuls versus worth of fruits and vegetables and two thumbs worth of healthy fats all right now if you're uh, a woman or you don't eat that much or you don't uh, you feel that the two palms is too much then cut it down to one and a half or just one and a half of everything okay just half of everything excuse me So instead of two palms, two hands, just use one. I know when I learned this method, it was given that the men generally did two and the women generally did one hand, but that's not always the case for everybody. So use it up to your discretion. It's just a simple portioning method. Now pre-nutrition or pre-exercise, we need to eat carbohydrates before we exercise or we compete. Um, Typically it's based on body weight. So one to four hours prior to, We want one to four grams per kilogram body weight, okay? And then during exercise, if it's longer than 90 minutes, you're gonna have 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrates. That's a granola bar or, you know, about eight ounces of Gatorade. Post exercise nutrition, I think this one is probably the most important. We need your body weight in grams of carbs, your body weight in kilograms, in grams of carbs every two hours for six hours. And you want that to be in a ratio of four to one carbs to protein. So for every four grams of carbohydrates, we need one gram of protein. Okay. Now, guys, that is kind of the wrapping up summary of the nutrition basics. I want to do, I do want to leave it at that. Uh, If you guys have questions, reach out to me, ask somebody. Please do your own research on this. I think that you'll probably get a lot more benefit from that. But being nutrition is such a foundational thing for health, wellness, being the best version of you that you can. You got to get it right. And these are just some of the basics to help you do that. So, guys, with that, go out, use this in your everyday, every meal, and kick some butt and earn a good day. Peace.